He's out with a driver now. Now, I'm not sure this is right. Would somebody kindly go and stop him? Give him a large brandy and pop him down. No, this, this really is beyond a joke now. He's, he's, he's gone gaga because this is, uh, this is quite... I've never seen anything like it before and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. Worst golf shot. No, answer the question. That's terrible. This could be good. Come in. This could be good. Looks better than it is, folks. Not bad. Okay, brilliant. After about seven uh, false starts, delays, and all sorts, we're actually finally back. It's the RACDG podcast, our end of 2022 Christmas slash season review special. Uh, my name's Gary, um, and I'm joined today, as always, uh, by Mr. Crawford Anderson. Dylan, Cad, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Thanks, Gary. I'm here with Mr. Aaron Luxembourg as well. Aaron, how are you? Good, thank you. And by the most popular and inexplicable uh, demand, he's finally making his return to the podcast after being the man who made us actually stop doing the podcast uh, in the first place <laughs> last year. Uh, he's back. It's Mr. Kung Fu Kenny. Kenny, how are you? Good, thank you. Nothing else? Not yet. <laughs> right, okay. Probably <laughs> After last time when I asked you how you were, uh, we got a good three and a half minutes of chat. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll come. <laughs> As uh, the time goes on, as I said, uh, we're here, we're going to be reviewing the 2022 year, the golf season, the highs, the lows, uh, the RIPs, and then we're going to be looking ahead to 2023, what's on the horizon, some of the events, as you may already uh, know or not know, I'm going to be the RACDG captain next year, and I've got a few bits and pieces up my sleeve as well. We'll have some uh, scintillating Christmas messages from some <laughs> RACDG alumni and uh, also one where I tried to get a message and the person in question was unable to send me a voice message but uh, me and Aaron uh, who is a drama teacher will be doing a dramatic reading of a, a thrilling thrilling conversation uh, that took place between me and that person so uh, let's kick it off with you Aaron um, little look back to 2022 give us some really quick brief highlights and then what you're looking forward to next year um, I played loads and loads of golf um, probably more than I ever have which was nice um, to the point where actually at the end of it I just grew a wee bit apathetic towards it um, but uh, particularly with summers being as they are for me I got the opportunity to play loads and loads and did some of that in Ireland um, had the week with the six over power boys and Weeb in uh, Southport, which was really, really fun. Um, played, I started, I think I set a target. I, I set a bunch of golf targets for myself each year, got them saved on my phone. And my target was to play 15 courses I'd never played before. And I, I got that, I think I got 16 in total. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then I had, I suppose, three or maybe four, four RACDG adjacent meetings over the course of the year. Um, and they generally are the highlights, you know, because... For me, golf is more of an experience thing, and it's uh, it's better shared with people to whom it means the same. And that was yeah, definitely true this year. That's so, a pretty big um, deal for you being able to come to some of the events. A little bit more traveling involved for you than some of the other guys as well coming over from Luxembourg. Are you, or have you broken in officially to the the top ten amateur scene in Luxembourg? I know you were pushing, uh, you're knocking on the door last year. Have you have you kind of broken into the upper ranks over there? No, I don't think I'd be confident saying that. I I, I got picked for the club team, the the um, sort of senior team, and nice. uh, we won the champion the championship against the other three clubs. But what that does mean is that our club then goes into the European Championship, so it has to send the the three best players from the club to go and compete against the three best players from the winning clubs from every country in Europe who's a part of the European Golfing Federation. Um, and we finished second last. Brilliant, but top top four spot. Um, second second last Wales. Um, <laughs> I should point out Nevin Golf Club finished last, but our boys uh, finished forty eighth out of forty nine. Forty eighth out of forty ninth. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Cad, you had um, 
a mixed year. Um, many could uh, argue on and off the course. Uh, you want to talk us through some of your best uh, highlights, some of your best drives, some of your worst drives um, that, that you know led to you being at the side of the motorway and leaving the group and, and any, other, any other highlights you want to talk about? <laughs> um, I, I think the best way to put it is that it was, it was a year of two halves for me. So um, the first half of the year, I played a lot, did a lot of fun stuff. And then the second half of the year, I didn't do anything. I, um, I one of the, what happened is a lot of the kind of COVID, like the trips that I'd organised for COVID, all got postponed um, during COVID, and then they all kind of fell in the spring. So like between March of this year and June, I did like nine trips. I think I was in Scotland six times. I was in Ireland. I was in like the north of England. I was in um, uh, Portugal with Aaron at the end of June. And it was just, it was a lot. By the end of it, I really enjoyed all of it, but by the end of it, I was a bit broken. And then I, I was just dealing with a bunch of other stuff. And then, as everyone might quite remember, I was on my way to the Kaluna and um, Sven let me down. Um, and I ended up spending the hottest day of the year underneath the bridge in the M25 um, and, uh, and kind of lost my fucking shit and got angry with the world and kind of um, just needed to go and have a bit of time away. So I didn't, and then I was working up in Manchester for this, the autumn. So I didn't really play much golf for the entire second half of the year. So all my, all my memories are kind of from earlier in the year. But speaking of you being underneath a bridge um, and clearly being a troll, will you apologize for your messy take? I, I, can, I know there's a lot of people out there uh, that are waiting for a full and frank apology on your uh, strong takes against uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, ben Lovejoy, shout out to you, but will you apologize? Well, I fuck. <laughs> Simple. And uh, the laugh you heard there in the background is a laugh of none other than podcast and RACDG legend Kung Fu Kenny. Kenny, you were all over the place last year. Talk us through it. I um I think it's been a it's been a difficult year to be honest, twenty twenty two. Um obviously there was uh the, the grand apology. Um it was the, the switch from blades to cavity backs. There was the match against you, uh which I prevailed in. I'm not gonna I'm gonna lord it too much, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come on to that later, Kenny, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's it's been to be honest, I think it's been a it's been a year where I've learnt a bit more about myself. Um and and just the game, like because actually, I think come September I just decided, you know what, fuck it, let's just go out and try and enjoy things. So, um, one example went out and played a match, and I said to my wife, she was my partner in that match. She's actually quite good at golf and much better than me. Um, said I'm going to try a fox shot today. That was the only thing I had. Got the opportunity, <laughs> tried it, in the fuck out of it, put it to the the, the, the other side of the green, and then she so, for a so like, to I, win the hole. So like, did, well, you, did you just? Just try it anywhere, or was it like did the situation come where you should try? Did you well, just no, walk up to the first tee with a sixty and just go, "I'm going to fucking flop this"? Uh, no, no, no. screen side over a bunker, tight pin, you know, uh, short sided. So I was like, oh, "I'm going to try a flop shot," but yeah, I mean, I, I nearly took somebody out with it. But <laughs> the day, I mean, that's fun. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, don't, what, I don't want to feel like I'm constantly sort of picking on your decisions around golf, right? But the last time we had a podcast, I, I questioned the the sort of sanity of, of playing blades uh, ahead of playing uh, the the cavity backs you got now, and I feel vindicated in that. So I'm going I'm going to question why was your objective when you went out for a round of golf to hit a specific type of shot, and um, more importantly, had you practiced that shot at any point? Oh yeah, no. I mean, uh, um, I'll, I'll answer the second question first. Uh, Good. Of course you would. Of course yeah. you would. Well, um, I, I can do a flop shot with four iron. Sounds like you did. Uh, no, no. Um, no, it was a, it was a, it was a fifty-eight. Um, but then, no, basically, Rory had done it the week before. So similar games. Yeah, so I see. I see the comparison going. So I, I was just like. So is this going to be an ongoing yeah, Kenny, maybe? Do you think maybe going into 2023, step up onto the first tee, just kind of pull a shot out of the sky and think, I'm going to try this today? No, I mean, it was more, to be honest, it was just like, I'm just going to go out and try and enjoy myself rather than score or any of that nonsense. Just go out and, so I just said, I'm going to try it if the opportunity comes and it came and I tried it and it didn't work. And, um, <laughs> you said you learned a lot about yourself this year. 
what did you learn about yourself? I'm really interested to know about you, about your your, your psyche and your mentality. What did you learn? Um, don't give a fuck what other people think. Right, and so I think I think that's one of them. I think the second thing is I actually just quite enjoy golf for what it is. Uh, Aaron, uh, Cad, you, you know Gary, you all mentioned the the, the great days that you have with guys from the flock. Every single day that I've enjoyed myself in the golf course this year has been with the flock. Um, you know, notable shout-outs would be like welcoming some of the six under par guys to to Blair Gowrie, uh, welcoming Gary to Blair Gowrie. I Even though I didn't speak to him, I, I, I mean, I don't really recall this to be honest. Like, I don't Kenny, recall being a small Kenny, a shot sixty-eight, and you never said good shot once. <laughs> well, that's because I, I, that's the thing because I, I I wasn't sure if it was a good shot for you or not. <laughs> so I got the ball landed two feet from the pin. You just go, I don't know, maybe he does that all the time. Kenny's <laughs> begging <laughs> so you can't make assumptions. Kenny, I appreciate you thinking that I'm that good at golf, that doing what I was doing in that day was very normal. But as I'm sure you found out at Gullen and uh, in a few other occasions, it was definitely uh, not the case. But it sounds like. You've had a real coming of age, a real maturity on the golf course this year, Kenny. You were like a, a new and uh, exuberant puppy last year and the year before. Um, and now you sound like you're turning into a, a bitter old bastard of a dog like the rest of us. Um, so it's really good to hear that. And obviously, I'm sure everybody will be absolutely loving uh, your input in the podcast so far. So what we're going to do, we'll take things back to... The start. Oh, sorry, one more. Can I just oh, yeah. ask one more? One more question. This is more of a public health and safety thing, yep. Kenny. You said you tried a flop shot because you'd seen Rory doing it. Yes. Yep. Do you watch Formula One? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I also uh, no. I, I drive a one liter Fiesta, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Gary, Grant here My favourite moment of the year in the flock was the Saturday morning when Kung Fu Kenny realised his blades were not helping his game and he was making the switch to big chunky monkey cavity back irons Just seeing that personal development play out in real time was chef's kiss it was like watching someone come up with a 12-step rehab programme live on the chat. Good luck to Kenny's Golf and Merry Christmas to the flock. Hope you get all the emoji golf balls and iron head covers that you deserve. So, thanks very much for that, Grunt. Always an absolute honour and a pleasure to hear from you, somebody that really does love sport and watches loads of it. Um, <laughs> 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 let's take things back uh, to the start of the year then and I think the season really started well for some of us it started in kind of March we had a lovely trip up to uh, Dorna can round about the Highlands in late March and then in April uh, we had the Mackenzie Cup which was at Reddish Vale in Cavendish I made a few short notes there um, one of them Small Paul short notes uh, Small Paul being propositioned at 2 in the morning uh, by a very horny very drunk man um, uh, had James Allen's magic uh, calculator and magic golf ball uh, was there any other highlights from the Mackenzie that any of you wish to, to pull up? Uh, well, I, I think it's important that we remember the great golf course that is Reddish Vale. Wild. And we covered that extensively in a, a podcast back in April. But there, yeah, there was some a, a lot of strong opinions um, on the the very tight and very quirky piece of property uh, that is Reddish Vale Golf Club. But that was back in April. Anybody got anything to add about that? We'll jump forward to June in the Kaluna. No. Nope. We're all good. So June brought the Kaluna, well actually first May we had probably one of the highlights of the year which was the Battle of the Bastards which we'll be doing again this year, England versus Scotland, uh, sorry Aaron but England versus Scotland, Scotland prevailed um, with quite a strong win at Kilmarnock Barassi, Kenny how did you get on in the day? Um, Pumped? 
Aye, basically. Right, uh, cool. Uh, it's happening again this year, 2023. We're going down south for it. Um, there's still some spots left in the Scottish team, and uh, I think there's one or two left in the English team as well. So if you are interested, get in touch in the chats, get your name down. Uh, I think it's at Barnborough Castle uh, this year, and there's all sorts of fun things going on the next day. We've got the, it's called the KOC. I keep calling it the King of Cock in my mind, but it's the King of the, the, King of the Castle um, being organised by Jeff Wilson. So loads of fun to be had there. It's on the 14th and 15th of May 2023. But we uh, yeah, had an absolutely brilliant time. That was the first big RACDG team event that we had. Uh, two teams of 16 or 17 it was. Uh, and fun had by all. Then June was the Kaluna. Uh, when I did a vote in the main chat for the best event of the year, that got the resounding victory. Now, I wasn't there. Crawford, neither were you. Aaron, were you there? <laughs> I can tell you, boys, I was there, and that's the very fucking reason it got voted in that <laughs> position. Seems <laughs> <laughs> about right. Talk us through the winner. So just, um, well, I mean, uh, how it's right. Okay, it was the warmest, uh, like just the warmest ever. And um, I obviously travelled across, and uh, Aaron St Pierre picked me up and uh, dropped me at. I had books and accommodation, which turned out to be in some sort of fucking bizarre marina motel scenario anyway we he picked me up the next morning again and we drove down and we drove past cad on the motorway yes. while he was still moving while he was still moving right we, we overtook him and we drove on for a bit more and then we saw somebody broken down some poor fucker um that's how we described him broken down at the side of the motorway um under under the bridge like so we maybe the only people who can verify this um and now, Cad, I'm glad we're far enough after the fact to be able to discuss this because <laughs> I did text you as we passed, and to this day you haven't responded to that text. <laughs> and been in I, wasn't, you, I wasn't in a in, in, in a best place emotionally at that time. You were in a, you were in a dark, dark place. Like I've, I, I think about the amount of time we spend together, Cad. It's not a massive amount, but it ter- tends to be fairly like intense, short periods. And in each of those periods this year, I have seen you in some go to some dark places. I mean, literally in the case of Under the Bridge, because it was, uh, that, that was the best way to avoid the sun. But. Do you know the worst thing about that was that because it was going to be a really hot day, I'd got myself all organised in some really short, like, like pale green shorts and like a, like a, and a, and a pale green t-shirt. So I think wearing light colour is going to be hot and all sorted. And then I spent the day underneath the bridge and I had to hop over the fence and climb up the underneath of the bridge and it was filthy. So within about 20 minutes of doing it, my nice outfit was absolutely fucking ruined. <laughs> The, the thing is, the bridge was an overpass. Can you imagine driving as this like green thing emerges up the side of the overpass at like 30, 30 degrees? It's incredible, Hulk, like, if you had a really rich mum. <laughs> incredible salt in that there. <laughs> more appropriate phrase. Uh, I was thinking some kind of troll. Anyway, back to the competition. Um, we got there. Still, it was just, uh, My abiding memory is just that it was so warm. Like The courses... Uh, the, the, sorry, the... I think it was really, really nice. Um, it was a, it's a lovely place. Um, I'd really like to go back in like sort of humane conditions. But um, like I just remember, I think I, I summed it up best when I said, I think I drank, I drank nine liters of water and didn't piss all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 really what it was. Uh, the food was great. The the company, as ever, was great. Like anybody who shot a decent score was an absolute bandit because it was just criminally difficult to sort of even hold a club uh, after a while but really really nice course definitely want to go back there and um yeah and it was good crack as well it was just maybe just too warm to be enjoyed i think well, it was like 34 with like 150 percent humidity i don't know um, <laughs> we should give shout outs to the winners of these competitions as we go by the way actually so the mckenzie who won the mckenzie again ryan <coughs> who Ryan Kearney. Oh, so he did. The, oh, that was the worst playoff of all time. Was that Ryan and Babbage? Uh, both of them wedging. No, it was. It was. Um, it was um, Chris, Chris Rogerson. Ah, so it was. Yeah. So it was another. But yeah, they had the uh, the playoff from a hundred yards in, and um, it wouldn't be the only major this year uh, won and lost by the the missing of a eighteen inch putt or whatever it is but yeah shout out to Ryan Kay he'll be defending that at St Andrews next year which is all organised and going to be amazing the Kaluna who won that? 
Uh, Jazz Kang. Jazz Kang won the Kaluna. Um, and then also in June, we had the Scottish Open, the very first inaugural annual Scottish Open at Gullen 3 and Gullen 2. Um, that was one, <laughs> shitly enough, won by one of my <laughs> mates that's not even in the RACDG. So that are we kind of struck in from the record. Um, but the, the main storyline coming out of that, as has already been mentioned, was... Mr. Kung Fu Kenny taking me down after months and months of trash talks. See, I hope I hope Kenny gets a good cut before Gullen. I hope he gets cut a wee bit more. He Gary, gets right there over is his no skis, but fucking he's, way he's, in hell that that guy is beating him. He's gonna shoot out. <laughs> it's just it's, it's a short course, and I'm giving him still being recorded, still being recorded, still being recorded. We got the plan. We got the plan. See if it was match play, and I was giving him a shot a hole. Yeah, I think he would fuck. have a decent chance. Yeah, yeah. But see, because it's short play, he's going to throw he's, in a couple of like eights and nines and stuff, and that's, gonna that's just going to tally up. So, Kenny, this is your chance, right? Open forum. The podium is yours. You can say whatever you want, and uh, I will not. Uh, I will not take umbrage, or I will not respond negatively. Uh, talk us through your thoughts that day, your game, your lasting memories, and how it made you feel. Um, I was fucking shitting myself in the first tee, like, not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I was standing there with a can of beer beforehand, uh, seeing Paul Emoji, I mean, quite, quite, obviously, I, like, I love Paul Emoji, a uh, great guy, but seeing him Is seeing he? the ball up on the grass, you, you know, um, well, I, I, he's always been right to me. Yeah, seeing the ball up on the grass, smoking a fag oh, wait. and the guy coming over wait, and, let, Kenny, let me just really really quickly interrupt you there because that's never been spoken about and I remember it so at Gullen the warm up area <laughs> there was the driving range and it was all um, like matted driving range you get three balls and it was packed there was about 30 people there uh, hitting off the mats and Paul Emoji just rocked up with a cigarette in his mouth and just walked about five yards ahead of everybody onto the grass um, in front of the mats, <laughs> put his headphones in and just started teeing balls up and hitting them off the grass. So fucking everybody else just had to stop and look at him eventually. <laughs> Member of staff goes over and is like, mate, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm not hitting off a fucking mat. And <laughs> everybody just stood and awkwardly like stared at him until he moved away. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> It took about two minutes for the guy to even get his attention as well. He eh? was yeah. like, "You just how can you believe that somebody'd come to cost him for this?" You know, <laughs> he thought it was just a normal behaviour. Uh, that was uh, that was his introduction to a lot of the members of the flock, which uh, ah, which yeah. uh, says a lot. But sorry, Kenny, crack on. We're on the first tee. Talk Aye, so I mean, he, he was smoking a fag, and I was actually thinking of going and asking for a quick draw, <laughs> you know, just to try and calm the nerves, which is obviously a bit unusual since I don't smoke. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was always shit that to be honest because obviously the eyes of the flock were on us scary um, Junior and Ben got a bit of a, a, an easy round that day because they could just watch the the cinema unfold really uh, but yeah it was, it was good you know I mean it was I think to be honest I, I went out with a game plan which was just try and play nice easy steady boring golf and I did that so yeah I was certainly, um, I was certainly boring yeah <laughs> now, what I will say, and and what won it for you, uh, was I think so. I had to get eighteen shots on you, so I had to average a shot a hole on you, and I was bang on that average when we got to the twelve t. I was twelve shots ahead of you, gross, and uh, oh, your club selection had been a bit all over the place in the wind. Because you stood on the 11th, I think, which was a par three, and it was about 150 yards, but it was straight into wind. And we were literally hitting four irons into that. And you stood there with a six iron and went, I'm not hitting anything less than that. It would be stupid. That would look daft. And I was like, Kenny, you hit whatever fucking club gets you to the hole. So you left it about 80 yards short. And then we got to the 13th, which was about 180 or 190 yards uphill and into the wind again, a par three. And I think we hit long irons in. And I, I basically bullied you into hitting a driver, which you then put to about six feet, which killed the game. Aye. And it was the best shot anybody I seen anybody hit all day. So that I think was the turning point. So I've kind of signed my own death warrant there, but it was also I'm sure you got a bit of a thrill out of that shot. Oh, I mean it was, it was pure. Um, so yeah, and it was it was 
yeah, it was it was pretty good. That um, would have been nice to roll the putt in, but it was an easy three in the end. So uh, yeah. Kenny, you, you pure it? Did you, did you pure it with the blades, or have you got the new the new bats by this stage? Have um, you confessed? I was using like the so I bought I bought a set of like old tightless cavities off eBay for eighty quid. So I was using them. I love I love that you went from fitted over a grand Mizuno tour model blades and then just went nah, do you know what I think I'll get an 80 quid set of cavity backs off eBay and that'll be a wee bit better for me and- no, if I remember this correctly what happened um, Kenny was that you then bought some game improvement irons but they were going to take a while to be delivered so you bought the 80 quid ones to tide you over in the interim is that not yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, so basically I went to I went to a fitting um I did, well, it wasn't actually fitting. I just went to be nosy about the new Mizuno wedges, and then the guy was like, "Oh, do you want to have a look at arms?" So uh, I was like, "Yeah, all right, we'll see what they like." So started hitting a few swings, um, and then quickly the, the the Mizuno fitter who was trained in these things said that maybe that that my swing and game wasn't and, and the stats that he was seeing the screen he had a what? track man uh, maybe maybe we weren't maybe we weren't quite what he would expect in somebody that's playing. Blades and, and was he? He was, um, the, he was probably the first person to mention that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we're going to refer to authority, then yes. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, if there's a, if you're going to look at unqualified opinions, then I think that I'd have been in the flock is unqualified opinions, Kenny. The best shot you hit all day. My favourite shot that you hit all day was the sixteenth. It was downhill par three, and you pretty much had it in the bag at this point. And you stuck it in a greenside bunker. And obviously, <laughs> you had your game plan in your head, which was don't do anything stupid. So any time that you'd gone in a bunker all day, regardless of where the bunker was, how far into the bunker you were, how high the lip was, you just automatically went up and chipped it out back the way and then we'd come back towards the green again, um, which was obviously your game plan and was working there. But this one, you chipped out back the way and then went outside the bunker on a downhill bare lie with the pin short-sighted in front of you. So you actually gave yourself a much harder shot at that point by chipping it out of the bunker. It nearly rolled back into the bunker because you chipped up a hill and it rolled back down. And then you just walked up with a 58-degree wedge, opened the face up, flopped it straight over the bunker and landed it three foot away. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Aye, the sand just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, to be honest. Um... I don't even think twice about shots like that over a bunker, but when a minute, I, I, I don't know, it just goes to shit. But you got the W, Kenny. You won. Yeah. You took the bragging rights. You took my soul that day. I think I had a minor golfing breakdown after that. I don't think I broke 80 for about a month um, after that. So that very much left me uh, questioning a lot about myself. But um, you were a worthy, worthy winner on that day. And I look forward to the rematch. Um, upcoming this year after I uh, dispose of James Allen uh, when it comes to the, uh, the Mac. And speaking of James Allen, he's left us a little uh, year-end message. First of all, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone in the RACDG groups. Highlights for me in 2022 were playing new courses and meeting a lot of new people. Uh, Gullen was one of my favourites. Blair Gowrie's up there, Craig Head. Um, again, really good golf course. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. We'll hopefully get back with Emoji Paul. New Year, um, 2023, looking for forward to everyone being at St Andrews and hopefully everyone plays well, me included. And yeah, hopefully meeting new people. Hashtag shite pins on a Tuesday on the old course. Thank you for that, James. So we are moving on to the month of June. What a wonderful month in the calendar. Prime golf season, some would say. The season when people really do fall in love with the sport that they are attached to. They really find their rhythm and start to play well. Crawford, we went on holiday together, didn't we? <laughs> um, I don't know if you call it a holiday. More of a, more of a trial, but yeah, go on. We got on a plane and we had the intentions of playing a vast number of rounds, which didn't necessarily suit all the older members of our, of our party. And I, I say this with like heavily laden in sarcasm, but also with fondness, because you know this sort of stuff I wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't... Cad kind of introduced me in the first place, and so it was cool to be able to share it with him until the point when he disappeared up his own ass. So... Um, <laughs> 
we we went to Portugal, a lovely, relaxing holiday destination for you know a, a couple of evenings on the terrace, having some drinks and pizza, and looking at the sunset, and playing golf through the day. However, I have in front of me the golf gamebook results from the rounds that yes. we played. Properties. We played our final round at um, the much revered West Cliffs Golf Club. Yeah, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, a note of the word round there. We did not play the final round. <laughs> in my case, we played the final nine holes. <laughs> okay. So I, I didn't want that information to come out first. But what I wanted to ask is, in that final round, Crawford, how many points did you score? Uh, from memory, I think it was zero. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, to be honest, because if it, if it was zero on the card, it would have looked a lot more like you hadn't played. But the, <laughs> you did manage to score. Now, here's the thing, folks. Did, did I get a point on the ninth hole or something? You, 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 you really, <laughs> now, bear in mind, I was in the group in front of or behind you, just keeping an eye on the wider game. And uh, I thought maybe the app was broken or I thought you got injured or whatever because I didn't, I didn't see you. Like Anyway, hole one. Scratch. Hole two, scratch. Hole three, scratch. Hole four, scratch. Hole five, scratch. Hole six, scratch. Hole seven, scratch. Hole eight, five for two. <laughs> hole nine, six for one. And I thought, okay, fuck it. We've perked up. We got three points to the turn. Things are getting better. You went to the 10th tee, didn't you? No, never made it there. You didn't. So no. you decided after getting your only three points of the day, there's nothing to be gained from this. I had no bullets left, Aaron. <laughs> Are we talking golf or <laughs> both? Right. Okay. So first of all, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this entire story by saying that this is the end of you know three months of constant golf trips, and in all of those golf trips, I'd had good days and bad days, and I was a bit burned out by this stage um, for a bunch of reasons and some other bits and pieces going on, and I had a the, had a, a nice couple of days, and the day before. We'd played West Cliffs, and I I played really well, and I really enjoyed myself, and I really enjoyed West Cliffs. Um, and then I went out that day, and I was I was feeling pretty confident. I was really looking forward to playing it, um, and uh, having like at that point knowing where we were going. And I hit a two iron down the first hole and absolutely laced it down the middle. And I walked down thinking, brilliant, going to have a good day. And then I hit a really good second shot and it just hit the wind and it just went straight into the bush over the back of the uh, the back of the green. Never found it. That was a blob. The next hole, I yanked it left into a bush, never found it, blob. And you know sometimes you just have those days where you're like, you just realize that the world does not want you to be there at that point, and the world is just going to fuck you up. And literally every single hole I got to, there's one hole where I, I hit like a really good shot down the middle, and one of those shots where you're having a bad time, everyone knows you're having a bad time, nobody knows what to say because they're really embarrassed, and then you hit a really good tee shot, and then everyone's like, oh, finally, he's getting it together. That's a good shot. It's fine. So you walked off the tee. Everyone's laughing and joking. I'm feeling much better. Get down to the middle of the fairway. No fucking sign of the ball. Just disappeared. And we couldn't figure out where it had gone. And at that point, I just lost my fucking mind. And I, I just started swiping and hacking on it. And then I got down to the ninth, and uh, I'd had no balls left. Uh, and the back nine's harder than the front nine on that course. And I just... I, I just couldn't do it to myself anymore. It was it was just it was more of a self preservation, like emotional, like psychological preservation to walk off the golf course at that stage. I'm like if I carry on, I'm literally going to kill myself by the time I get to the end of the golf course. And bear in mind, the last few holes of that golf course are a lot of elevation changes, and there are quite a lot of places where I could literally have thrown myself off. Of <laughs> I'd got myself some serious injury, so that's why I had to walk off. So I walked off, and I actually, because you were playing behind us, so and you were like really far behind us. So I walked off with everybody. I walked into the clubhouse. I got a coke. I walked out. I sat on the balcony, and then about five ten minutes went by, and then you came past in your in your buggy, and I watched you guys tee off on the tenth tee, and then I got the uh, I got the thing back to this to the to the villa, and then realised that I didn't have a fucking key. Um, and, um, so I then sat, I sat and I, I didn't have my swimming stuff with me to go for a swim in the pool so I just sat in a fucking sun lounger for about four hours waiting for everyone to come home Crawford, what's really confusing me about this is when you've described that entire round there that sounds like every round of golf I've ever played with you so why did this stand out? 
Because occasionally, Gary, all those rounds just get on top of you in the end. They all they all mount up one after the other, and you just you kind of break. And I broke that day, and uh, and then it was only a couple of weeks later whenever the Kaluna happened, and I was I just yeah I, I kind of I just needed some time. And bear in mind, you know, I started this in 2018, so it's been like nearly four years of just like you know the chats every day and talking and playing a lot. And I, I just I needed a bit of time. I just needed some time away to just not be talking to people and. And to be more than anything else, I needed some time away to just miss it a bit. Sometimes you just need to miss things before you realize how much you appreciate yeah, you know, them. Uh, well, if I had your scorecard here, I suggest you probably missed a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can, I ask a, can I ask a question here? Um, just a, What's in the bag at the moment? What, what arms are you playing? I don't, think that, I don't think that really matters, Kenny, to be honest with you. I think there's a, a few oh, other pressing I issues there. That single plane swing will only uh, <laughs> work with certain clubs. My Mizuno MP5s. I, I I took my um, well, over to America this year and left them there. And I was planning to buy new ones when I got back, and I haven't done that yet. So at the minute, I've got a driver, and then I've got a five iron, and nothing in between. Um, uh, so that's helpful. That might be the reason why I'm playing pretty well yeah. at the minute um, because I don't have enough club to fuck up. But there you go. Just bump and run it from everywhere. So yeah. Crawford, you, I'm just going to be quite philosophical here and say. If you want the rainbow, you've got to put up the rain. And do you know what do you know what famous philosopher said that? I don't know. Parton. People say she's just a massive no, pair of tits. It's a quote, <laughs> quote there uh, from uh, one of my favourite quotes of all time for anybody who, who uh, got that. Um, the trouble yeah. is that sometimes if it rains too much, you drown. Oh, God, you, there's, no, there's no need to take it as dark as that, Crawford. Oh, my goodness. Really? But yeah, you had, you had, you had, your, um, you had your challenges this year. Kenny had his challenges. I had my challenges. Um, I, I had a pretty kind of average year golf game wise had some unbelievable experiences played some brilliant courses strangely enough me and russ of all people uh went up north and uh, had a, a great couple of days around aberdeen with calvin and richard kidd had that amazing trip up to dornock earlier on in the year my one goal for the year uh was to break par once and i did that in august and then pretty much just decided that i'd kind of completed golf and really stopped working on my game i've not picked up a club since kind of the end of September now, and uh, I don't miss it, because I've uh, broken par once by canning a 40-foot putt, uh, which was one of the biggest thrills I've ever had. A Monday morning at 11am at my local golf club, women's medal in front of us walking off the course uh, while I charged up to the hole, just shouting, fucking yes, fucking yes, get it right fucking up you, um, as they <laughs> looked on <laughs> disapprovingly. <laughs> uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. When we moved into September, uh, the next major we had was the Cock of the North, uh, which was down at Allwoodley and Moortown. That was probably one of my favourite uh, weekends of the whole year. We had quite a strong Scottish contingent Sorry, head down to that, um, and we just had a brilliant couple of days. My favourite part of the whole thing was the evening. Paul Emoji had made his uh, debut uh, an RACDG major. For anybody who doesn't know Paul Emoji, uh, Kenny, describe Paul Emoji. Um, Paul is, he's a fucking wind-up merchant, basically. Um, but when you meet him, he's actually a bit different because, to be honest, if if he was like he was in the chat in real life, he, would, he wouldn't have the face he does. You know, he'd probably be like the elephant man. <laughs> Aaron, describe Paul Emoji. I've never met him. Lucky you. Okay, so, yeah, I've played quite a lot of golf with Paul and he's absolutely fine in person, but he, he knows how to push people's buttons in the chats and he knows that he knows how to push people's buttons in the chats, but he came down um, to the uh, cock of the north and... He's a fucking good golfer as well. Uh, so he's a vanity scratch. Um, but less said about that, the better. But um, yeah, we we had that evening uh, a pool table and some uh, booths decked out. And he was going on about how he wanted to play pool. He wanted to get my pool. He was very, very excited, wide-eyed, very wide-eyed, <laughs> funnily enough, but very wide-eyed and excited <laughs> about this game of pool. And he then proceeded to win about 20 games of pool in a row against Flocker after Flocker. Um, now, I love this because Calvin was really drunk and kept betting me 20 quid a game on the person playing against Paul um, when I knew Paul was going to win. So I made about 60 quid on the back of that. Um, and the person who actually ended up beating him was Small Paul, who couldn't stand at the point where he beat him. Um, 
He was so drunk, he literally could not stand up. Somehow beat him, it descended into madness. Part of Small Paul's celebration went over to the adjacent pool table uh, when there were some young thugs uh, playing a game on it, and he just grabbed one of the balls in that table and smashed it against another ball and just ruined their table. Um, to which they responded by pretty much grabbing him by the scruff of the neck, squaring up to him. Little bit of a fight ensues, oh, not a fight, a scuffle ensues. It all gets broken up. For some reason, I think um, by offering the aggressor a gin and tonic uh, over and over again, it would calm things down. It did get calmed down. Bouncer came over. The bouncer came over. I went up to the bouncer and whispered in his ear, don't worry, mate, I've got this, which I definitely didn't have. Um, and then my favourite part of it, after everything had calmed down, big the big lovable Chris Conway just shouted up and said, yeah, just as well, that calmed down. I was about to batter him. <laughs> just after everything had calmed down, the classic. But... Uh, yeah, that was my lasting memory of the uh, Cock of the North. Were any of you guys, you none, none of you were there, Cock Crawford, were you at the Cock of the North? You were abroad? No, no having not missed a single major, I've now missed yeah. three in a row. Um, I, I was working for that one. That one wasn't a meltdown, I was just working. Second day, that, the, the morning after that, I was in a very, very deep shame well um, of hangover, and uh, I was the only person to get a cart. I thought I'd get a cart and uh, share it with my playing partners, uh, Matt Pittman, Kevin Heggie, and neither of the two of them wanted to share it. So it was basically just four hours of me driving about myself and uh, lying down whenever I could in the car um, and playing <laughs> the most forgettable round of golf of my life. I genuinely could not tell you one shot from that entire round. Were you a Moortown yeah, the second day? I was, a- I, was in, I was in dire, dire straits. I wanted to be anywhere but a golf course. Um, but Crawford, some people walk off, some people soldier on, you know. <laughs> some people like Kung Fu Kenny be a little bitch and stay at home and, uh, oh that's right you were meant to be coming talk us through that a little bitch so, um, I was just to be honest I was just I wasn't really in a, a great emotional place to be honest in the golf course and decided not to come but I, I, I kind of realised now that I regret that actually because you know I think seeing 20 20, 20 games of pool going and, and just having a bit of banter with the boys is probably a bit more important than what I shoot in the exactly. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was a mistake. I, I wish I'd come Throughout the rest of the year, this is just to give uh, you an idea of how many events we had on. This is just the kind of main ones. So we had uh, the Spring Fling, the Mackenzie, the Battle of the Bastards, we had the date New Zealand, the date Stoneham, uh, Sunningdale, the Scottish Club Championships, which we've covered, the King of the Castle, which was at Gosick this year. Uh, was it at Gosick? I think it was at Gosick, yeah. Uh, the Buckinghamshire, uh, the Kaluna Cup, the Cock of the North, uh, that was up to September. We also had the Queen's Cup with uh, quite, quite the trophy, the Order of Merit finals weekend. We'll talk about the Order of Merit in a wee minute. And we had the day that we actually ended up being cancelled, didn't it, at Hollandwell because of fog. Um, but the last major of the year was the shut. Uh, again, it wasn't one I was at, but it looked like it had one of the most thrilling playoffs I've ever seen. So Aaron or Cad, whoever was there, you want to talk us through the shut? I, I wasn't there either. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I've drawn a blank here, mate. Um... I was working, I believe. So, so yeah. So I, I know it was at it was in, it was Matt captain this year. He lives in Norfolk, so it was in the North Norfolk coast. It was in Hunstanton and uh, Sheringham, uh, where Matt is a county member. Uh, by all accounts, it was the weather was just spectacular, and they had like just a ridiculously good two days, and everyone had a really good time, really enjoyed themselves. Um, and then I know it came down to came down to like what two is Greg Wellman and who else was I can't remember who else was, but there was a big Dolphin, playoff. Is and, um, was that Greg Wellman? Wellman, yeah, and um, uh, I know they had a playoff, and I think they like they had to play the 18th from like like three times or something until they were finally um, finally divided. And, and Wellman like canned a 20 foot putt um, to birdie. Wait, it wait, and won he, he did the, it. Uh, he canned like a 30 footer at the first playoff hole for birdie, and then like a 25 footer at the second playoff hole for birdie. Um, and both of them birdied the first playoff hole. He birdied the second one to win it. Uh, I remember the videos coming in, so that looked absolutely thrilling. But sorry, we can't elaborate on that too much. Uh, just jumping back to the cock of the north, we should probably have mentioned the finish of that as well. As is custom in the RACDG, that went to a playoff, uh, which took place on the putting green. And it was Chris Heppenstall that missed 18 inches, has been quite generous, to be honest. 
it was a very, 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 very short putt um, to extend the match. And Stuart Babbage, who... Um, oh, so Babbage, Babbage should have won it in regulation and he made a nine at the last um, for a mega blob, if you will. I mean, by the time he'd made the seven, he'd already blobbed it, but he made a nine at the last uh, to take it to a playoff and uh, then duly won that playoff when Chris missed an absolute tiddler of a putt. So... Two very contrasting levels uh, of golf uh, to win the last two majors of the year. That kind of brings us up to now uh, when we're looking at stuff on the course. I'm just going to open the forum here, guys. Any fun memories, any things from the chat, anything on the top of your mind when you think back to the last year um, as highlights? Well, can I just... Um pass it over for one more one sort of final voice note from uh david huber of the racdg european contingent um who will recap for everyone on the charlemagne cup which was held for the first time at my home course in luxembourg uh david will wrap it up for you here explain how it was and give you a little preview to next year for anybody who wants to make the cross uh, uh makes the jump across to germany for next year's edition so the story of the Charlemagne really starts about two and a half years ago when I jumped on the No Laying Up Refuge to see if there's anyone around to play a bit of golf with in southern Germany. And one of the first people to respond was Cad, who brought me into the RACDG, and obviously things moved very quickly from there. But still, with all the great events in the UK and everything happening, um, we always wanted to get something going in continental Europe as well. And I, I learned over the years that there are a couple of people in Holland already. We had some more people in Germany. We had an Irishman living in Luxembourg for some reason. And so by the beginning of this year, eventually we had a decent group together and began making some serious plans. We picked out a date in September. We picked out the name Charlemagne to represent the unification of Europe under one crown. We got the Golfers Journal involved with Dirk as the regional vice captain for the European Broken Tea Society, had an official co-sanctioned event between the Golfers Journal, No Laying Up and the RACDG. And because our chosen date was the date of uh, club championships all across Europe, Aaron eventually offered to host us in Luxembourg on a Saturday to play our 36-hole stablefoot competition, of course, with a bit of golf before and after as well in RACDG tradition. So we started the event itself at 8.30 at Kikurka, Aaron's home course. We had nine people teeing off. We had a couple of good scores, Thomas taking the lead with a 37 ahead of Sam and a few others with 36. We then had some absolutely biblical rain coming down just as we were finishing the first round. Had one competitor drop out because of a twisted ankle and some pretty bad scrapes as they had to rush back to the clubhouse down a steep hill. And so as we were driving to our second venue, we really didn't know what was going to happen or whether we'd be able to finish the competition at all. But the golfing gods were with us. We got to play the exclusive Domaine Bellenhaf. We finished playing an eight-sum down the final couple of holes. Had great scene on, on the last screen as Thomas, our winner, made his winning putt. <laughs> Actually ran away with it with an eventual six-shot lead as everyone else sort of shat their pants. We had a great night as well, downtown Luxembourg at the town fair. Um, it was still a fairly small and tame event overall for RACDG standards, but absolutely great. We've got some feedback from the competitors here as well, actually. Ian, what do you think? Charlemagne's Cup Challenge, my first RACDG Masters, was an epic adventure into the heart of Luxembourg. Mixture of luxury, challenging golf courses. What a sight, what a sound. Those who didn't go surely missed out. And Dirk? The Charlemagne was my first RACDG event. I really enjoyed meeting all these people that are as crazy about golf as me. And I'm looking forward to the Mac in St. Andrews in 2023. Dirk, very political there as the official representative of the Broken Tea Society. Sam, what about you? Obviously, great to meet everyone. Aaron did an amazing job hosting everyone. Super fun to, to get the Charlemagne first one in the bag. I hear people calling it Europe's major already. Sam, any thoughts on your final round performance? Um, I think a personal highlight for me, mathematically still in contention on the 18th and then making nine was sick. Enjoyed that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, we look forward to doing it all again next year as well. The dates in the calendar, June 17 and 18. 
We are likely looking at the southern Netherlands area around Maastricht, hoping to play Royal Limburg there as well. So all of you make the trip, come on over, play the Charlemagne 2023. See you there. Thanks. Das is good, David. Thank you for that. Ishk, fantastisch. Um, thanks for the recap there. Uh, Aaron asked for less than four minutes and you took pretty much uh, every second of that, um, <laughs> if you could. Um, so yeah, funny memories, anything daft. One of my favourite ones, um, which I think was round about the time of the Masters, was the uh, agronomy meltdown and the leaving of the chat by RIP Mark, I believe his name was. Um not much else to say apart from he kind of went off his nut a little bit on some people for slagging greens at a golf course because they didn't understand agronomy. Um, one of those had to be there once probably, but uh, very fondly remembered in my mind. Kenny, anything from any of the chats or any of the group that uh, stands out to you? Um, a couple from the chats. Uh, I think Grant, uh, Grant discovering ramen was pretty <laughs> fucking special. Explain that to us. <laughs> Um, so so Grant uh, Grant won I think it was a Tuesday morning said game changer lads uh, basically boil up a bit of noodles and some some stock with some ramen paste and uh, it's called uh, ramen soup and it's like uh, kind of fills you up for the day it's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, position that's been there for probably a couple really of years so, that loves uh, sports so much as well well, you know, I mean, there is that. I mean, obviously a sport lover, but not an Asian food lover. Right. Uh, another, I know, really fond memory is um, like guy who I've kind of known who like known known for a while is uh, Ian Ian Raisbeck. I, I think he's Raisbeck, or I call him Ian Razor. Um, but you know, he'd he'd been a guy who'd he put something up on Discord, like you know, rolling back the Discord years. But he talked about doing a marathon, and we got chatting, and I said, like, you know, I've, I've done a bit of running stuff, gave him some tips. But yeah, Ian and his dad had come up. Uh, Ian was on a bit of a dream trip to Scotland, you know, to play golf. He was playing Kings Barnes. I think he played the old course, Turnberry and so on. But anyway, I welcomed him to Blair Gowrie. So him and his dad and my wife and I all played together. And uh, Ian shot like two over on the Lansdowne course at my home place, which is a pretty difficult course, including a driver off the deck. And it was just a phenomenal day, you know, like brilliant day. Um, I think one of the really great things about the flock, I think, is the fact that my wife, who is not interested at all in any of the perversion that we have uh, in, in this game, she's not really interested in anything at all to do with head covers or any of that sort of shit, but she just really likes playing with people. And it's great that people actually kind of warm to her. Uh, Cad, you've played with her. Um, and, so uh, fucking childish. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> he's, play, he's played with my <laughs> wife. He's played with my wife. Guys just love coming up and playing with my wife. She loves being played with by all these other guys. And, you know, she doesn't care about the head covers. She just loves playing with other guys, and that's the main thing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, just chuck the keys in the... Look, just chuck the keys in the... the, the the bowl and uh yeah sorry but no i think it's it's just like i think that that memory of, like or of uh welcoming sort of a couple of guys to Gowrie to take them around there and uh yeah i think it, i think it's fantastic so that that was a really really real highlight for me um did you try any flop shots yeah ah, disappointing no, no, um another one that i, I need yeah. to bring up um because it's probably the funniest thing that happened all year. We did cover it in a previous podcast. It was at the Mackenzie. Um, Les had come over from Amsterdam and uh, <laughs> twinged his back before his round. Uh, sorry to hear that once again, Les, and I'm hoping you're making it over for the Mac this year. Uh, but he twinged his back, hasn't played around the golf since, and just kind of stoated about in a buggy. Uh, James Allen was playing with Manny, played the round with Manny. Les and Manny had the distinction of being the two only bald men of colour uh, that were both there at the same time. Now, one's about five foot six, the other's about six foot five, but let's not that get, <laughs> let that get in the way of a good bit of casual racism. Um, so James had played with Manny, played played the full round with him, walked off the course, went and changed their shoes and whatnot, and then um, he strutted back out, went right back up to Manny, who he'd just come off the course with and said, all right, big man, sorry to hear you couldn't play today. How's your back feeling? <laughs> <laughs> so that's without a doubt uh, the, the funniest part 
uh, of the year. Aaron, any any standouts from you? I know you do love um, just surveying the main chat and dropping in with the occasional takedown. So anything stand out for you? Oh, fuck me. Um, I was just firing back through it. Um, I'm a conscientious objector on the, on the main, but it's just, aye, the World <laughs> Cup was tough there. That was that was that was a struggle. Uh, just one of those things. I, I think there's a <clears throat> there's a. I mean, it's a group chat, so people fire in opinions, don't they? But like, just as a general note, you don't have to have an opinion in all the things. <laughs> like, it's all right to just like sit and watch some of them happen. I was just firing back through. Like, people have been arguing about nothing. Um, <laughs> well, ah, yes, but I want to I want to list some of the nothing. Uh, there's there's a lot of arguments about um, Liz Truss' tenure. Uh, we're just going random here. Um, uh, England's tactical approach. This is the diversity of it. Um, the validity of different types of airliner. <laughs> and like, <laughs> to me, there's like there, there's Venn diagrams in life, right? You can't know all the things and you can't be interested in all the things. So all I'm saying is just talk about the things you know about and wait for them to be talked about. Well, sure, where's the fun in that, Aaron? <laughs> I think it's just- I, I, the thing is, I'm I'm a curmudgeon. I get that. That's kind of the uh, that's that's my role in life. But it's just like just take it easy, boys. So we don't need to see be the problem about with this, Aaron. And I one hundred percent agree with what you say. However, being a massive hypocrite, you're sitting. I'm going to say that you're sitting talking to Ian Crawford about this. <laughs> Cad's Cad's found the value in silence this year. He's he's uh, he's joined the the ranks of the conscientious objector by opting out for a few months. Thing is, like I can just leave the chat, can't I? I, I can, but also uh, it's useful at times. And uh, there's just some absolute word merchants in there firing stuff around at the minute. So here, listen, if it makes you happy, boys, have at it. But just chill out a bit. Same time. Um, on a reflecting on the year group, the year like I it wasn't mentioned before. I went to St Andrews for the first time. That a wouldn't have happened without the flock. B, I, like, I, so I wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for Cad driving me, and we had just a really nice drive chatting the whole way up, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, staying with a bunch of people who were just obsessed with the idea of being there, many of whom were there for the first time. So the value of shared experience again, I loved it. Uh, getting on the old course through the ballot again through Cad's kindness because he was actually the one that got on and sort of deferred it on to me. Um, that was such a good experience, and I played with. Uh, like Charlie and uh, Tim and Will and and everybody sort of really really enjoyed it. That was awesome. Um, that that was just a fantastic experience for me. Really one of the highlights of the year. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to doing that again. So, just I mean, yeah, I, I joke and complain, but like some of the th- experiences that this offered me and and f- like my person, like golf's fairly new to me. It's like only in the past four or five years I've really taken it on. Um, and it's just it's filled a big hole that was left by stopping football. And I I love having people around me who feel the same way about it um and i'm looking forward to you know i haven't touched the club in a while now looking forward to like cad said missing it a little bit and just coming back going at it again next year um Aaron, was it was it you that lost two balls on the chipping green <laughs> at the castle course Can we tell, let's talk about that let's talk about that that place is an absolute travesty not only did i save cad's life have a wonderful bacon sandwich it was a very diverse day who's here who's um whose sandwich did that crow stay were you with me? I, yeah, I was. Who was that? I forgot. That was, that was expert. Like, the, the birds up there are much more efficient than most French pickpockets. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, um, yes, I did. I did lose two balls. I, I should point out, if I had been bothered to look for them, I could have got them back. But I shouldn't have to look for balls in a chip and green. It's complete carnage, and I had the thins. So we've all had... I would I would probably say years of ups and downs all over us and we're coming into the new year as as kind of captain in 2023 got some uh, really good majors planned I'll, I'll talk more about them in the kind of uh, next podcast we do we'll look ahead to 2023 loads of other events probably going to be more events than uh, ever before I want to give a really kind of special thank you uh, to Matt Webb um, doing the organisation of some of the events myself now very much get an appreciation of how much of a pain in the arse it can be, how many uh, private inboxes I get with there's no such thing as a stupid question but there's a, a lot of interesting questions uh, that come in and I really have a, a much better appreciation of uh, his work in the last year 
Big shout out as well, almost unanimously voted as flocker of the year was Mr John Arshad for, uh, I don't think anybody quite realises all the kind of work that John does in the background in terms of looks after, I think it was something stupid like over £200,000 has passed through um, the the flock account for all various uh, golf excursions, trips, merchandise, events and uh, totes and betting and gambling and whatnot and John's pretty much at the heart of all of that. I did say in the main chat you could literally take any one of us out of the, the RACDG and it would kind of live on and be absolutely fine. Other than John, probably, we would be in the shit for a bit of a while. So, big shout out to him. And finally, just the shit house of the year. Um, shout out to Paul Emoji, uh, who has had everybody on strings for the entire year, for better or for worse, has made the flock a much more um, interesting and animated place over the course of the last year. We're nearly at an hour just now. Um, I did ask for a message just like the ones we've been uh, doing here from probably one of the biggest legends of flock folklore, um, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Mr. George James. Uh, Mark, I would maybe ask that you uh, stick the audio from the video clip in here <laughs> just so we can get a little introduction to him um, from the video clip of uh, Mr. Arshad playing with him uh, over the summer. Oh, fucking 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 idiot, fucking fuck. Aaron, you were there as well at that point. Did you have any any run-ins with Mr. James? I walked as close as I felt was safe, um, but I was happy to take second-hand accounts from Gav and John. We're both drawn with him that day. And I, I, I remember vividly, like I was really in competitive mode. That was an awesome week as well and really nice to spend it with such close friends. Um, but I walked off the course, sat in the bar. I was finished the group in front of them. And as I came into the bar, I was like, well, and my, my well meant, how did you get on? And they both sort of in perfect synchronization said, <laughs> fuck me. And I, was like, I was like, did you not play well? And they were like, honestly, no idea what we shot. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, and then like, the best part was, uh, and George, I hope you hear this, um, everybody was talking about him throughout like, like the next day, I was playing the final day, and it's a fair, like it's a semi-serious competition. And, and the guy I was teeing off was like, "Did you hear about that lad that's uh, got absolutely wankered last night at the do? Um, because they held like a do internally." And I was like, "Was his name George?" They were like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, it's just, and it was just like on the pot and green, or like oh, how there's 160 <laughs> people in this event, and everybody was sort of talking about this dude. Just what, what had he done at the night before? I think he's just a bit of a maniac. Apparently. I apparently just like got got uh, so they had organised for Liverpool uh, legend Steve McMahon, I think, to to jo- sort of join them, and he did an auction or raffle, and he or George stole the show. Um, I don't I don't know the specifics. I know he was uh, happy to be heard. So I reached out and asked George um, to send us a voice message, which proved to be a very very difficult uh, chore. So we didn't get one. Uh, but what we're doing instead, because it's Christmas, amateur drama, uh, panto is very much a thing at the moment. Aaron is a, a drama teacher. I thought we would do a dramatic reading of uh, my conversation with him. Um, and I'll preface this by just saying this is a 100% real legitimate conversation. None of this has been um, fabricated at all. So have you got it in front of you there, Aaron? All right, we're going word for word. Like we're back. <laughs> so, hi, George, mate. It's Gary from the RACDG here. We're recording an end-of-year podcast and we're asking some of the most notable people who have left the group to send in a voice note. If you're up for it, can you send me a quick voice note telling us about your favourite golf experiences of 2022 and a message for the group ahead of 2023 and let us know what you've been up to. Cheers. Yeah, can do if you want. Okay, just send one across whenever you get a minute. To say about the courses? Well, just about your time in the RACDG, your favourite courses and your favourite rounds of the year and what you're looking forward to in 2023. I've played 29 new courses this year. Should have done another four, would have got me to 140. Need to get the ball rolling next year and get to get to 200 in two years next week. <laughs> Brilliant. Can you talk a little bit about this in a voice note because it's for a podcast? Most disappointing one I've done this year, RCD. How that's first in the world is beyond me. Haven't quite planned out, uh, planned next year out of, yeah, Okay, can you put it in a voice note, Georgie boy? We need it for the podcast. Where are you a member of? 
Lock the wings. I'm not a member <laughs> I'm not a member of RACDG anymore. I know, mate, but you're still spoken about fondly, so I'm trying to get some exit members to send a little voice message for the podcast for a bit of fun. So I would love it if you could send a little 60-second <laughs> voice note talking about all of that stuff. I'd love to play Loch Lomond. <laughs> but it's very wet up there now. It's a bit frozen and damp, yeah, mate. But but not at Loch Lomond. I just started to have a bit of fun here. Not at Loch Lomond, though. They've got undersoil heating and drainage, so it's perfect. And they've got a big screen that they put up over the course to protect it from snow. <laughs> you got any pictures of it? <laughs> I'll send some next time I'm up, mate. It's really cool. <laughs> How often you play there? <laughs> just, just whenever I can get up there, mate. You're only allowed to play on either odd or even days, if you remember, and you need to choose one. I think you <laughs> it kind of it ended there. He just um, he then just asked me three times how much it is to be a member there, and I didn't respond. But that's <laughs> that's uh, that's where the conversation with George James ended, and I think. That's probably where we'll end the conversation today. It's going to be very hard to top that. Um, does anybody have any parting messages, any wishes, any 2023 uh, messages to send to the flock? Uh, I'll just very quickly, I just want a quick shout out to um, all the boys in the Ireland group. So the Ireland group, a lot of them tend to keep themselves themselves over there and don't really get involved in the main groups and, and, and stuff. But um, but it's a very kind of um, uh, fun little community and um Big shout out to Walt Emerson um, over there, who is um, the star of the show, um, and also to the dedication to everyone in the Island Group to uh, put their photographs of their pints of Guinness every single Friday uh, into the chat um, for what is coming on for three years now. Respect, Kerry. Um, yeah, big shout out. I would say to two groups: the uh, the Scottish group. Um, obviously, lots of debates there uh, about. The same thing every other week, and the the runners group, which is a, a great source of inspiration and motivation to me. Um, I, obviously, I came to go from being quite quite a bit of a runner, and it's got me back into the, the idea of it. So yeah, um, and we're always looking for new members. Got a message from uh, someone who uh, is in the group who basically we're looking for a bit of recruitment drive. Uh, don't be a cunt. Run faster, drink Rigonis. So that's the that's the criteria for joining that group if you want to do so. Love it. Aaron. <laughs> no. I'm all right. <laughs> um, and yeah. I just want to say uh, to everybody listening, 2023 is going to be a brilliant year. Got loads of good fun stuff planned. I want to make this the most kind of fun year we've possibly had. Absolutely no slight in anybody that's come any year before, but I think we're in a really good position now uh, as a group where we've kind of settled into our number, we've settled into our skin, we've settled into kind of what we want to be. There's a lot of other um, groups and societies and stuff popping up and uh, charging money and, and kind of doing what they do which is all great but we'll always be what we are uh, which is just a bunch of golf perverts all arguing on WhatsApp um, and then putting on absolutely fucking brilliant events uh, through the year looking forward so much to a, a lot selfishly of the Scottish events we've got arranged this year some of the season long stuff like the pork knuckle um, match play knockout like the mud belt classic that we've got planned as well so there's going to be loads of great stuff we made loads of really good friends uh, over the last year or so as well that have joined the Scottish group recently and uh, yeah I can't wait to get cracking with that so that being said um, Merry Christmas to everybody if this comes out after Christmas I hope you had a nice Christmas and a very happy new year uh, when it comes uh, to you three lads thank you very much for joining us and taking a wee hour out of your time I really hope that the recording works because producer Mark is on the piss at the moment and um, we're putting all our faith in Aaron's hands here to make sure that this recording works um, Kenny, this has been far less chaotic than the last time that you're on so you can come back on again and uh, Crawford has been an absolute pleasure as always Cheers Okay guys, thank you all very much and hopefully uh, we'll speak to you again nice and early in the new year Goodbye Goodbye